The Klopp ransomware gang is coming after your CISAID servers. The OCCRP's Indian reporters were targeted with Pegasus spyware. A Chinese APT hacked 24 Cambodian government agencies. And the Nakoyawa ransomware gang has retired. This is Risky Business News, prepared by Catlin Kampanu. Today is November 10th, and this podcast episode is brought to you by asset inventory and network visibility company Run Zero. The Klopp ransomware gang is exploiting a zero-day vulnerability in on-prem SysAid IT automation servers. The attacks were discovered at the start of the month by SysAid's security team, and the company released a software update to patch the bug. SysAid described the zero-day as a path traversal vulnerability leading to code execution. The company says the Klopp gang used the zero-day to gain control over SysAid servers, download and install a Java web shell, and then deploy the Grace Wire Trojan. According to Microsoft, once inside, the Klopp gang wiped logs, moved laterally, stole data and encrypted files. SysAid's website claims they have more than 5,000 customers. Chinese state-sponsored hackers have breached at least 24 Cambodian government agencies in one of the largest compromises of the year. The intrusions were spotted by security firm Palo Alto Networks, who detected traffic going from the compromised agencies to the infrastructure of a Chinese APT group. The infrastructure had been disguised to look like cloud backup services. According to Palo Alto, the hackers seem to have gained access to government agencies responsible for national defence, elections, finance, telecommunications and natural resources. Russian military hackers breached the network of Ukrainian power grid operator in June 2022. They used this access to trigger a power outage in October. This marks the third time since 2014 that Russian hacking group Sandworm has caused a power outage in Ukraine using solely cyber means. Mandy Arndt says the cyber attack coincided with missile strikes on critical infrastructure across Ukraine. UK telecommunications watchdog Ofcom has published guidance on how tech companies can comply with the UK's recently passed Online Safety Act. Passed at the end of October, the new law is aimed at making the internet safer for kids. The Ofcom draft guidance asks tech companies to roll out enhanced privacy features and limit interaction with children's accounts. For example, Ofcom says children's profiles shouldn't be recommended to other accounts, expose a child's friend list or location, and unrelated profiles shouldn't be able to send them private messages. Microsoft is offering US politicians and campaign groups new tools to counter the rise of deepfakes and AI. The new content credentials will help campaigns cryptographically watermark multimedia content and spot when it's modified. Microsoft has also set up new teams to help candidates respond to cyber influence operations. The U.S. State Department says the Kremlin is using three influence-for-hire companies to spread propaganda across Latin America. Officials say companies such as the Social Design Agency, the Institute for Internet Development and Structurer have helped plant pro-Russian stories with local news outlets and social media influencers. The State Department says the articles are written in Russia, translated to Spanish or Portuguese, and then sent to the three companies for promotion. Officials have named Ilya Gambashidza as the lead in Russia's disinformation effort in Latin America. 
Two Indian reporters from the Organised Crime and Corruption Reporting Project have had their phones targeted with the Pegasus spyware. The attacks took place hours after the two reporters reached out for comment to the Adani Group, one of India's largest companies. The reporters were investigating the Adani Group's owners for possible market manipulation by secretly buying their own stocks. OCCRP reporters Ravi Nair and Anand Mangnili are two of the 20 Indians that Apple identified as being targeted by state-sponsored malware in October. Wind turbine giant Nordex lost $800,000 to a BEC scam after one of the company's employees paid a fake invoice into a scammer's account. The incident could have been worse since the invoice total was $1.75 million, which Nordex couldn't pay at the time. It discovered the scam a month after making the initial payment. The FBI says that $50,000 of the stolen funds were sent to the bank account of Dr. Kalechi Ofagbu, a Nigerian government official and regulator of the oil and gas industry. He denies any involvement. Cloud security company Sumo Logic has disclosed a security breach after a threat actor used a set of compromised credentials to gain access to its AWS servers. The company has rebuilt all its infrastructure and is now asking customers to reset and rotate their API keys. The keys are typically used to sync seam logs and backups from customer systems to Sumo Logic servers. Cryptocurrency exchange Coinspot has lost $2.4 million worth of crypto assets after a threat actor used an unknown exploit to siphon the funds. The attack targeted two of the company's hot wallets. The Australian company has yet to publicly confirm the hack. The Industrial and Commercial Bank of China has suffered a ransomware attack. The incident impacted the bank's ability to connect to US markets and settle trades for Chinese entities. The ICBC is China's largest commercial lender by assets. The US government has arrested members of the Artemis Refund Group, a criminal gang that specialises in large-scale refund fraud. Authorities said the group worked with insiders at retailers and helped customers place large orders and then recover their money but keep the products. The group operated via Telegram and their most common tactic revolved around filing did-not-arrive complaints. The Nokoyawa ransomware operation was shut down in October 2023 after a decision by its creator, a threat actor named Far Network. Prior to Nokoyawa, the same individual helped create and run other ransomware strains such as JS Worm, Nemti, Nephilim and Karma. Security firm Group IB believes Far Network will most likely launch another RAS platform under a new name. CISA says threat actors are exploiting a vulnerability in the service location protocol to launch DDoS attacks in the wild. News of active exploitation comes six months after security firms said the protocol could be abused for the largest DDoS attacks known to date. BitSight and CureSec said SLP had a DDoS amplification factor of 2,200, the third largest seen so far. DDoS attacks abusing SLP come two weeks after a researcher posted a proof-of-concept tool on GitHub. 
Meta has announced two new security features for its WhatsApp instant messaging application. The first works by relaying all calls through WhatsApp servers in order to hide each participant's IP address from one another. The second works by silencing calls from numbers that aren't in a user's address book. Meta's engineering team says the feature has a side effect of blocking zero-click exploits delivered via calling and network protocols. Meta did this by building a new mechanism for incoming calls, which doesn't start the full process until after the user answers. This drastically reduces the attack surface for zero-click exploits from unknown numbers. Live video chat website Omegle has shut down 14 years after it launched and after countless claims of child abuse. In a statement on its website, Omegle founder Leif Brooks says the site was no longer sustainable financially and psychologically. The site was known for matching random people in video chats and grew in popularity during the COVID-19 pandemic. It became widely known after being used by pedophiles, with more than 50 criminal cases citing Omegle in court documents. That's all for this podcast edition. Today's show was brought to you by our sponsor, Run Zero. Find them at runzero.com.